Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Heat Nation, welcome into Believe in Miami Heat draft day edition i know it's normally wednesday but we had to wait till thursday to get it out because we want to react to the draft precious 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 achua the newest member of the miami heat with the 20th overall pick not the guy i think a lot of people down here were expecting but i think based on what i've seen and what my guest today is going to tell us i think i don't know what he's going to say it's a guy that the heat in particular heat fans are going to love just based on the type of game he has. Before we get to my guest today, look, I say it every week, and I think you guys are listening, but if you're not listening, just just, just believe me when I say this. BetOnline.ag, this is the place you need to go. NFL se- Look, NBA season's coming, so we're going to be able to bet on NBA soon, but NFL season, it's in full swing. You're not going to the games. Some of you are going to the games. I'm not going to the games, but I'm betting on the games. I'm still in the action on Bet Online. And I've been telling you every week to hammer the Dolphins since Tua came in, and we're riding the wave. Keep betting Tua. But if you do want to bet NBA, that's fine. Where's Russell Westbrook going next if he gets traded? Knicks plus 275. I'll take that bet. And you could take that bet on Bet Online. The game spreads and totals. Team and player and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. There's always the online casino, and as noted on this podcast, I am addicted to it in a good way because I win money. I win money, baby. I win money. Blackjack all night on Bet Online's casino. Head over to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right. So I. Didn't mention who my guest was off the top, but he's a former colleague of mine, podcast producer extraordinaire, college basketball extraordinaire, Tani Levitt. He is at Hated or Levitt on Twitter. He's going to come in right now and he's going to help us figure out, do we hate or love Precious? I feel like Tani, I feel like I'm saying, first of all, welcome to the show. I feel like I keep saying his Achua. Is that it? Achua? A softer A. A softer A like you're sneezing. A chew. Okay. Okay. Press just a chua. A chua. Okay. A chua. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I might be getting it wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's it. Okay. So all right. Let's start here with Precious Achua. Uh from what I've seen of this guy, he is he, he didn't he he was a big time recruit, right? Out of high school. He was a he was a solid the, recruit, number fifteen. Yeah, okay. So he was part of that massive haul that Penny Hardaway has been bringing in it it, it, it over there in Memphis. He strikes me as a an absolute freak of an athlete, maybe one of the best athletes in the draft. Um but where tell us a little bit about his game in general. I know I know the athleticism just watching him play, but what does he bring to the heat right off the bat? Yeah, I mean, I mean, with Precious Achua, it starts on the defensive end. This, this guy's a rock. Uh, I actually uh, spent a decent amount of time thinking about Memphis last year. They were a curious team. And Precious Achua, his role on that team over the course of that short season really changed drastically a, a couple of times. But throughout, Penny expected and relied 
on pressure situa to provide that defensive stability on the back end. And, and, and for me, looking at the Miami Heat, I mean, you know, I don't think this this uh, pairing is going to happen often. But if you put him and Bam down there at the four and the five, I mean, that, 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 that's fierce. That's fierce. That's two guys who can switch in the pick and roll. Obviously, huge in the NBA game. Two guys are going to block shots. We're going to bang when someone wants to come in the post. And just thinking on that end, and, and especially as soon as they made this pick, I thought about, you know, who are the young guys on the Miami Heat? You've got these tremendous offensive players on the wings, but they might be a bit defensive, defensively limited. And how how do you protect against that? You know, one way is to have guys like Jay Crowder, Jimmy Butler, guys who can go mano a mano mm-hmm. and, you know, pair them on the wing so you can kind of hide your uh, Tyler Hero on someone on the wing who, you know, can't maybe attack them as well. Another way is to have a tremendously strong back line, which is what I see with Bam and Precious. Yeah, it's fun. It's, I'm glad you mentioned that because Pat Riley actually, he addressed the media tonight, you know, even before the draft was over. And one of the questions he got was about whether Precious and Bam could play together given the potential offensive limitations of them to on the, on the floor together. He said, no doubt in my mind at some time in the game as a coach when you when you uh, get frustrated with your defense, you can play those guys together. So, and I think, look, we saw it in the finals when the Lakers went really big. They had a little bit of trouble guarding those guys, uh, particularly early, even I think in game one before Myers Leonard ended up having to having to play minutes, Dwight Howard gave them fits. Uh, So, and we'll see. I mean, look, you don't want to have to rely. Myers Leonard's a free agent. Kelly Olenek doesn't play defense. Uh, so just having Bam, they need some depth. So it's good to hear. What about on the offensive end? I mean, uh, could he potentially develop? I know Riley, another thing he mentioned was that he's a pretty decent ball handler. Can he develop into a somewhat of a perimeter threat? Or is he going to be primarily at a, a rim, around the rim type of big? I think at least to start, he'll be around the rim. You know, I spoke at length with Brooks Hansen from uh, 24-7 Sports Memphis site last year about Precious and his developing role because when he came into Memphis, obviously he wasn't supposed to be the guy. You know, That was James Jake Wiseman, yeah. number two pick tonight. And, and then all of a sudden, James Wiseman goes out. Just after James Wiseman goes out, Memphis' number two scorer, DJ Jeffries, he goes out. And, you know, last you really did me an unfair one. I'm going to go on a bit of a change here. Last week you had Gary Parish on and I'm supposed to follow that. That's that's not fair to me. GP is the goat. Right. Right. Well, hey, shouldn't that say something about the respect I have for your knowledge that I'm bringing you on after GP? I could have brought you. Hold on. Hold on. I could have brought you on before GP and then (laughs) had him on after and completely bury you. So think about that. That is true. So GP likes to say that you know no college basketball team is going to lose their top two scores and get better. Well, Memphis did that, and, and the number one reason was Precious Achua. All of the things that Penny had designed for James Wiseman at the beginning of the season, he said, okay, Precious, this is you now. And when you come in and see Precious Achua, freshman of the year in the AAC, player of the year in the AAC, that's because he stepped up into that offensive role. You know, it, it was very limited, and I, I think for Spo. You know, it's going to be how are we going to scheme offense around him? You know, I was talking to a couple of friends of mine. They 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 uh, knew that I was coming on the show tonight. They're like, well, what what do you think? And I was like, you know, given the way that the Heat run those fast fast motions for their shooters on the wings, and, and there's movement throughout the whole offense. I think that actually plays into what Precious did at Memphis. They really wanted him to touch the ball, one dribble max, hit in the hole. And, and with the way the Miami Heat moved the basketball, I, I see that being a, a very natural fit, considering what he stepped into 
last year uh, for Memphis. Moreover, culturally, I think this is just a tremendous fit. When you think about a guy who wasn't supposed to be the dude and then became the dude, and, and not just the dude for his team, for the conference, freshman of the year, player of the year, again, in the AAC, not a bad basketball conference. When you think about the Miami Heat, you think about people stepping up into that role. And I was curious, you know, this afternoon as we were going into the draft, are the Heat going to draft someone who I think, you know, in college really embodied those Heat values? Precious Achua is that guy. Yeah, I think it's it, it does strike me very much like the BAM pick where it's a guy who went into college. I mean, he ended up – look – it because of the circumstances at Memphis, like you said, Precious became the guy, but a, a guy who highly recruited out of high school goes to college and then flies under the radar for some reason in the draft, Precious more so than Bam, obviously falls to 20. Uh, but then also now the way you describe him, he seems very similar to Bam. Like it seems like yeah. his game could develop very much the way Bam's has. Let me even one up this. Uh, the guys on the 24-7 Sports Memphis side, they, they did this really cool project. They looked back after Precious kind of took off. He was the number 15 prospect in the 24-7's composite. And they looked back at 15 years of the number 15 prospect. And the only two people who were ever ranked number 15 who panned out, this this is this is an aggressive oh, comparison. Oh, 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 oh. I, I know who they are. Can, I think I, Go ahead. it's Giannis and Kawhi, right? No, no, no. The prospect coming out of high school. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant Pres- number 15 in the draft. My bad. I, I uh, totally it was, blanked uh, there. Precious Achua and James Harden. So everybody else didn't pan <laughs> out. Like, it seems like that number 15 range in the in the prospect rankings is a place where they're looking for upside. And more often than not, these are, these are people who don't deliver. Mm-hmm. A- and it says something to me about, about Precious that he delivered, that he wasn't just upside. Because ultimately, these guys who are springy, going to block shots, you know, supposedly they're great on the defensive end, those are guys who don't pan out. I mean, how, mm-hmm. how many do we need to name? Right. Precious Situa averaged 20 points a game for Memphis last year. He averaged 20 a game? At, I think so. Wow. Right? Wasn't that, no, wasn't I, that I, it? I'll look it up. Yeah. No, that's, sure. that's a, that's a, that is telling because, you know, a lot of times, even though they lost two of their better scorers, having to jump into that role and be that kind of scorer, regardless, even if it's not 20, even if it's in the teens, I mean, shows that he has that ability even in, a, I mean, I know it's a weaker conference, but still, I mean, yeah, that's a good sign. I think it's a good sign also, like when you talk about the heat, you know, the, the Riley said that Keith Askins, who's one of the assistants in Miami and has worked in the organization forever, did a lot of the legwork in terms of finding out information about this guy. And if you know, if you're obviously heat fans know, but if you know anything about Keith Askins, this is like the ultimate franchise workhorse. Like that's what his, he was known for heat culture when he was a player working hard, being that type of guy. So it's a good sign. I think, like you said, culturally, he seems like he's a perfect, perfect fit. Um, I, I, I think, you know, one of the things, and I think, I think also, now, now let me 16 ask you. Sixteen a game. Sixteen. I, I exaggerate. 16 oh, we'll round up. We'll round up. We'll round up. <laughs> round up to twenty. Now let me ask you this. It, it seems as though because Riley was asked about free agency, he was asked about you know the rest of the off season, and he sort of doubled down again tonight on wanting to run it back with what the current iteration of this team is. Meaning, unless I mean, let's say they they maybe I think they end up possibly bringing back Myers Leonard, but he also wasn't playing a ton towards the end of the the, the playoffs. Uh, Kelly O's back on a, he's on the last year of his deal, 
But if they're running it back with the same team, that means Precious could end up playing pretty quickly. Do you see all these things that you are saying about Precious, do you see them translating as a rookie? I don't see why not. I mean, the, the, even even before the defense, the number one thing he's going to offer is rebounding. And, and you know, a second unit, you need that. Um, I, I, I'm very curious to see who the Heat will run out with him. You know, I, I like to think about who from that starting lineup is going to stay out with that second unit. Um, I wonder if they'll leave leave Jimmy on the court with him, given that mm-hmm. stability. I don't know, but that that's something that I was thinking about uh, after after the Heat made that pick. Like who who are they gonna you know identify as that that person among that you know top five six guys on the roster who they want to pair? Make sure that Precious is paired with this person. I think that'll be really telling about how much they trust his ability to kind of rock with the offense, or how much they really want to make sure that he's just. You know, he's there and he can do what he needs to do on the boards and on the defensive side and on the offense. They'll kind of take it easy. I think it'll be really telling if like if you see him out there with like a hero and Duncan situation, that's asking a lot of him, I think. Mm -hmm. And and I think that that'd be really telling early in the season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the good thing is, is it seems as though like Goron will be back. They'll sign him on a big one year deal. Jay Crowder, in all likelihood, will be back. So there is a a good a mixture of vets that could be out there with him, even if it's not Jimmy, that to at least have some comfort level with on the floor. And it depends also who else. Igadala is is still going to be there unless he gets moved. Like they have a, a an interesting mix, at least for the regular season, of guys that can make him comfortable out on the floor. So that that that's helpful. Let, let me ask you a question, actually. I, I was talking to some buddies earlier, and, and I was saying, like, could the, the Heat could theoretically throw out, like, a disastrously bad offensive lineup that is stifling on defense. Like, do you imagine, like, that, that could happen? They were only 12th in defensive efficiency last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if you put out Jimmy, Crowder at the two and the three, whatever point guard, whoever, and then Bam and Precious, like, that's stifling. I mean, I for mean, is that- I, I don't see why not for stretches. Mm-hmm. Of, of, a, of a game and i think that sort of speaks to what riley was saying which was if you ever get to a point in the game where you're just getting you know you know you're getting pounded out and you're frustrated with the way your defense is playing play bam and precious together together to stack up that back line like you said you go jimmy i mean even just having those three on the floor and then yeah you could go jay or Igadala at the three yeah uh, you could even hey, you want to take it. I'll take you a step further. You can go out Iguodala at the one or Jimmy at the one. You know what I mean? <laughs> and now that's really bad offense. That is as bad. It is. It is. I mean, I mean, like, do you have anybody there you want behind the three point line? Genuinely, <laughs> uh, n- precious if he can develop. Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's streaky, but he can knock. Man, he I, can, I, 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 I t- you told me not. To, I know. Okay, fine. Disclose. Full disclosure: Tanya is a he's a Celtics guy. So what do you have to say about Jay Crowder? He's going to turn into a pumpkin. He already has. Like the 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 season is over. The season of amazing shooting is over. You get one. When he's on your team, you get <laughs> one good season with Jay Crowder. And I love Jay Crowder. The dude's a dog. And I know things ended poorly with him in the Celtics. He he's a dog. I respect the hell out of him. But he's going to turn into a pumpkin. He is not going to shoot. He people. I, I do not want you to come into the season like you'll you'll get disappointed. He is not going to do that. Again. Well, the good thing is he'll be on a one year deal. So if he absolutely sucks, then they can probably move him. Uh, yeah. so th- that's, that's a positive, but yeah, we'll see. 
I, I agree with you. By the way, I've seen the way his it, it. I saw the way it panned out. So hopefully, he feels maybe a little less pressure to to be something that he's not in Miami. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Look, we'll see. you know the one the one downside of this pick, I think, is is precious in in a specific way added to something that he'd have a lot of. And that's guys who are good on one side of the ball, significantly more so than the other. I would say Bam is really their only um, like person that 100% two-way player. Because like I feel like Jimmy at any given moment, unless it's the end of the game, he's kind of focused on one under the other. And everybody else is like clearly an offense or defensive guy, um, especially if you think that Crowder's going to turn into a pumpkin, which I do. Um, and that might have been a spot where you would look for a three and D guy or someone maybe a little more developed on the offensive end. I know, I know you were kind of interested in quickly. Um, no, Maxi. You know, oh, Maxi. I'm sorry. I'm mixing up my Kentucky guys, but yeah. you know, like I, I just wonder if that's like going to be a little restrictive for Spo that, that he's, he's got all these guys who, you know, are really good at a specific thing, but, but not flexible in terms of being able to do both things. I don't know. He's certainly a million times smarter than me about yeah. basketball, but like, I think, I feel like that's going to be a challenge for him. Yeah. Well, they still have their mid level. So we'll see who they, who they pick up there um, and go out and get there. There's the other guy I wanted to ask you about. So down here, it seemed like people, a lot of people, at least local radio and who what do they know right they they're just all sort of speculating but it seemed like a lot of people down here had it in their mind that the heat might go after Vernon Carey now look Vernon Carey Miami guy his father Miami guy um so and Vernon Carey was working out down here he lost a i guess he lost like 30 pounds since the season during quarantine so people were like oh he works hard he culture he they, 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 they. based on your reaction when we were even talking about vernon carey before i'm assuming you think the heat made the right call and not taking vernon carey yeah i mean like vernon carey strikes me as a julia okafor type Ooh. like oh you know like <laughs> oh god that, that that i mean there is there is a very open space at duke for that kind of player it's actually funny because this upcoming season they really don't have that guy um, which is interesting. Um, but th- they, there have been a, a whole bunch of examples of that kind of player coming out of Duke and how many of them were good in the NBA. Like, like all due respect to, to Vernon, all due respect to Ja, amazing players. But like, I don't, I don't see room for that kind of player right now. Like e- even Bagley in, in, in Sacramento, like, you know, he put up buckets, but I mean, dude got torched. Like, I don't, I don't see room for that in today's NBA and on this Heat team, why? Like, like, are are you, are you like worried that like you're not going to get enough off- enough offensive production from elsewhere? Like that, yeah. that that doesn't strike me as what's so you know, so happening. so Vernon carries more of like a not is like a like a below the rim big. Is he similar to Jaleel in that way, or is he a little more so. athletic? I, I can't really speak to his like measurables and stuff, but like certainly seemed like he played that way. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the, the dude balled out. The dude balled out last year, and you can't deny that. And ultimately, I believe that if you ball out in college, it, it could absolutely translate. But like, if, if it history could also is any, not <laughs> exactly, it could also very much not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there are only so many spaces for ballers in the NBA. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I guess so. There are like 350 college basketball teams, you know? Right, that's true. A lot of good players. That's very true. Uh, all right, so 
it seems like the Heat got a, a pretty good one. I'm looking around the rest of the the East, so we know you're you're not you are not ha- happy with what happened with your Celtics. I mean, like, I, just not 100 percent sure. Like, look, I I I 100 percent believe in Danny Ainge, and if you believe that these are the picks, these are the picks. Like, Danny Ainge is the dude, right? So you know, I I, I can uh, scoff at Aaron Nesmith. Um, and and Peyton Pritchard, but you know Aaron S. Smith, top shooter in the draft. Peyton Pritchard, uh, Pac-12 Player of the Year, uh, a four-year stud guy who started pretty much every game for oh, I'm sorry, three years started pretty much every game he was at Oregon. Dude's a winner. Dude's a baller. Um, I I really thought that the Celtics might have wanted to get some big man help. Um, you know, like the Time Lord just he he's an enigma. Cantor, sure. I mean, he's Ennis Cantor. And I love Tice, but you know, dude, six nine. At some point, you need some, you need some bulk. I thought they might have gone Xavier Tillman with that pick, uh, where they got Pritchard, but I trust Danny. All right, fair enough. Uh, a team that I think in the East, the East is so interesting, right? Because now Pat Riley's can, can very seems very adamant that he's running it back, but it seems like every other team in the East. It, there's like an arms race starting to go on now. We don't know. It looks like Brooklyn every other day kind of changes. One day they are getting hardened. The next day they're not getting hardened. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, they were kind of tossing around the heat on the low post the other day. For what? Harden? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the heat kind of have been mentioned with a lot of these guys because the the the, the overwhelming thing thought down here has been for a long time that they're setting up to get Giannis. And I think now that it seems now we don't know with Giannis because it's another thing we should obviously, since this is a draft podcast, we should mention today that the trade that the Bucks made for Bogdan Bogdanovich felt has fallen through. So the the move that that they made, so they now have traded three first round picks and two first round pick swaps for Drew Holiday, and they thought they traded for Bogdan Bogdanovich to make moves to make the team better for Giannis to sign the Supermax. Uh, but apparently neither team decided to tell Bogdan Bogdanovich that he was signing an extension or his a deal with Milwaukee, and now he's testing free agency. He's a restricted free agent. Uh, now here's the interesting thing with that is he's a restricted free agent, so technically Sacramento can match anything that he signs and then trade him to Milwaukee. So I think ultimately it seems like he's still going to be in Milwaukee. Well, what's Milwaukee's cap situation? Uh, like, can, can, can they handle it if, 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 the, if it if becomes the like way too up. much? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I, I got to see what the, the numbers on the contracts that they were sending back. Uh, but yeah. you're, it's a good point, but either way, I guess if you're a Miami fan and you're still trying to hold out hope for Giannis, the good, the, the positive would be, if I'm Giannis, I'm like, dude, guys, we can't even, I mean, these are things we should know before we make this trade, right? Like we're trying to get better and we can't even figure out how to trade for Bogdan Bogdanovich. Like it'd be an issue. It still seems like it's trending towards Giannis ending up in Milwaukee, staying in Milwaukee though. So I think that's why a lot of other players start to get uh, put in that heat because the heat have been setting themselves up to have space for 2021 for so long. It's like, all right, if we don't get Giannis, who, where, who is going to be Brad Beal? Is going to be Harden? Who's it going to be? Mm-hmm. Um, but the team I think got better is Philly. Uh, they, they, they 
got off that that Al Horford deal. Um, and <laughs> I know your guy Al Horford. Uh, they also they moved Josh Richardson to Dallas and got Seth Curry. Um, who so they got Danny Green and Seth Curry. I don't know if Danny Green stays, but two good shooters that make more sense for what they're doing there with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. And a guy they drafted a guy who I it seems again from your reaction that you don't that you don't love, but I was thinking maybe the Heat would take him if he fell to them was Tyrese Maxey. Maxey Maxey is a curious guy. I mean, it, it was weird. I really expected him to be the guy in Kentucky last year and then quickly became that dude. Maxey was kind of up and down that way. Really was surprised to see that because all, all, all of the scouts at 24-7 Sports were so in on Maxi. I mean, you know, they just really loved the way he played, the way he looked when he played. I was at the beginning of the year, the first couple games I saw him play, I was like, holy shit, this guy's, this is the guy. And then, I mean, look, you know, Cal was on the broadcast tonight on ESPN during the draft. And he said, you know, everyone comes in here, nothing's given to you, you have to work. And I think that's what happened to him. Um, you know, he didn't quickly, work. Uh, no, no, I'm saying quickly just really went and took it and Got like it. became SEC player of the year. I mean, what like at a certain point when you're on Kentucky, it's easy to get lost, you know, you know, it, 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 when you're literally one of five five stars on your team, it's very easy to lose touches. You know, I actually I was doing a project, uh, you know, kind of using uh, projections to see who who's going to be next year's first round picks. And um and one of the things that I was really tracking is usage rate. Well, there's only so much time on the court to go around. Your usage rate really correlates with such things, uh, and and like ultimately quickly ended up being that dude down the stretch for them as they you know went to an SEC. Uh, but Tyrese Maxey's always been that guy from the scouting perspective, and that's not really something that I can really speak to. I'm not I'm not a scout or anything you know, any more than I sit, uh, you know, on the couch and I watch and I text my boys, but, um, right. you know, look that, that dude, if everything I've heard is true, the ceiling is all the way up there, way above the rim. So it's an interesting pick for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think the reason I thought it was interesting for the heat is first of all, I do think he's a really good player with huge upside, like watching him play. I think he's going to be a straight up bucket getter in the NBA. Now, the other thing was, I'm not a superstitious person by nature, but I'm like, all right, well, Kentucky worked out pretty good two years ago. Kentucky worked out pretty good last year. Both under the ra- both guys slipped. Both guys kind of flew under the radar. Okay, now this guy slips, came into college season as a lottery pick type guy, falls to 20. All right, let's take a chance. Let's just do it, you know? Two out of three ain't bad if he doesn't pan out, but... You know, it seems like Kentucky's been pretty good to Miami over the last couple these past two years. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just uh shit, who's the shooting guard who played with uh Fox at Kentucky? Uh with De'Aaron Fox at Kentucky. You you mean that's in the Yeah, he's in the league. He like got drafted ninth. Same Booker? You're talking about Devin Booker? No, 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 no. Um he's super skinny. He's a Fox. I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, Cause like he, 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 he is a huge bucket at Kentucky was all that I think ranked higher than Fox in, in the recruiting rankings coming into college balled out with Fox. They went to the elite eight and then came to the league and he's like nothing. And like, that's my worry with Maxi. So you think quick, do you think the kid quickly is going to be better? 
No, not necessarily. I mean, like you said, these things Malik Monk. They, yeah, Malik Monk. Thank you. Like Malik Monk. <laughs> that, like I think it speaks volumes that we couldn't remember his name. And yeah, like that dude was bomb well, in threes. That's also. Uh, I, does it speak volumes? Is it, is it a Malik Monk thing, or is it more that every year Kentucky has five guys in the draft? So how how do you remember who played what year? Well, fair enough, but you know, th- like that that is the that is the Kentucky bust in the NBA. The guy who looks the part, who who shows flashes, and uh, you know, for reasons that no one can really like tap into doesn't pan out you know i saw signs of that for maxi last year um there there's every reason to think that he could just snap out of that when he's not you know relative to the competition you know uh drowned out oversaturated with uh, guys who need the ball who knows um i'm just saying like i have malik monk in the back of my mind as i see the the, the kentucky guards this year interesting okay fair enough well then look i i think my takeaway ultimately here right now is if I'm a Heat fan and I'm listening to you talk about these other guys that were potentially there, I'm pretty happy with the direction the Heat went. I think I think absolutely this is the exact year to take a pick like the Heat did, right? Like if throughout the college basketball season last year, the whole conversation was this is a weak recruiting class coming into the year. And then on top of that, like half of the guys disappointed. And so when you can, when, when you're looking at guys like Cole Anthony, just like dropping, 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 James Wiseman, not playing, not playing like Anthony Edwards, he's hit or miss all of a sudden you're looking at like the, the depth and the quality of this recruiting class. And now this NBA draft class, and you're just like, where's the star power. And if you can get, someone who's going to be a role player who's going to be reliable pretty quickly i think uh in the nba this is the year to do it and like i i see all these you know go throughout the the beginning of the week all these trade talks about you know people valuing the top picks in the draft this year i was like why oh yeah who, who is that's it weird. who who is it who is it that's really catching your fancy because like i don't understand that like did did, did did nobody read like just the front page of any college basketball website last year like these guys aren't it it's next year next year and the year after those are the years with the guys and like so if, if that's the the quality and the tenor coming into this draft like why wouldn't you grab a sure thing and to me precious to i know the effort is there i know the defense is there the offense okay huge question mark you know is he ever going to be anything other than a role guy i don't know but is he going to work is he going to deliver to the team is he going to be able to step up when the team needs him we saw that happen yeah that's a great point and look at 20 if you get if he becomes that next level it's a bonus i mean yeah, but absolutely. but if he does all the things that you're saying he's going to do or that he should do that he showed at memphis at 20 then you hit a home run because it's hard at, at that point in the draft to find a guy who can give you all those things and arguably be one of the best athletes in the entire draft you know so yeah it looks like a home yeah. run for the heat I you know I, I don't want to use the word home run because uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to use it cover cover my <laughs> ass but uh, I don't know if we could say that word but yes yeah. you could say you could say whatever words you could say yeah all the words. so I, I I would like to cover my ass so I won't say home run but like I, I really like this pick I think he's a safe player he's a reliable player I like people who were able to get it done and and he got it done in really adverse circumstances last year. Um, and you know, I'm, I think it's, it's not, uh, something to, to just leave out to the side that he played for Penny, former NBA player, wanted to run an NBA system and, and Mike I like Mil- this pick. Mike Miller. 
also true, former Heat. True. Yeah. Good connection. Yeah. No, they they Riley, that's one of the things I think they mentioned in Riley's press conference tonight was that they were in pretty uh they got, you know, obviously rave reviews from Penny and Mike Miller, who are former Heat guys. Uh who I guess they both said that he's not only all these things that you said, but that he's also just very mature for a twenty year old that coming in he'll be able to handle his business within that because obviously the heat more so than a lot of teams it's not just like can we develop them it's like can they handle this culture you know i had james posey on the podcast um like a month over a month ago and you know he he was very effusive in the fact that it's real like it's not easy to handle (laughs) yeah he's oh yeah you yeah i think we both we have the same affinity for that guy but um, that it's very real. Like it's not the type of situation in Miami. Like they, not everybody can come down there and just handle the way they run their operation. Did so, James win a title with Miami? He did. Wow, good for him, dude. He won it. He won in 06. Is that 06? He was on the wow. 06 team. He was so. Remember, I don't know if you remember this, and we'll we'll just talk a little James Posey before we wrap up. Let's uh, do it. The the by by number of players. The largest trade in NBA history was the was the Antoine Walker trade that the Heat. It was like a five team deal. Thirteen players got traded. Uh, in the Heat went to Game Seven in '05 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Then in the off season, Riley pulls off this. What I don't know how you even make a five team, thirteen player deal work in the NBA. That brought in Antoine Walker, James Posey, and Jason Williams. White chocolate. Um, and those are some names. And if you remember that team, Posey was huge, uh, and particularly in the finals, like he had some huge, huge buckets for the heat late in the finals. Uh, he he was, he was big for Miami. And according to Antoine Walker, because, you know, Posey has his own podcast now too. Oh yeah. And, uh, he had Antoine Walker on, I think it was I think it was Antoine who was on his show said that him and Pose like they like they were the guys who like before they got there Miami like athletes being out in Miami nightlife wasn't really a thing. He said that they like they went hard and made it like the cool thing for athletes well, to be out in Miami. I believe Antoine Walker did that. <laughs> well, he said like the first night they got traded there they went out and got they went out and got after it because they got traded there at the same time. So the press conference and all that stuff, and then immediately right after there, boom, streets. I love that. I love that. He uh, told a cool. A good I think energy. he told a story about uh, getting in a fight at a club or something too. It was pretty cool. That that's a bit much for me, but like all the power to him. I love it. I love the energy. Honestly, I don't think that's something Precious Achu is going to be doing, but I love the energy. I mean, he he he'll play with that James Posey energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think he's getting any fights. Yeah. Though, like, I mean, whatever. It's heat culture. If someone's trying to throw down on the block, he'll get it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially now he's got, I mean, here's the thing. What's scarier? Not getting, like, getting in a fight in the game, right, for not sticking up for yourself. Or not getting in a fight in a game and then having to go to the bench and deal with Udonis Haslam. I'd rather just get. I'd rather just get in the fight, you know. Now Karan Butler's on the staff. I don't want to go back to the bench and have to deal with Karan Butler and Udonis Haslam. Man, those are like the the living spirits of Heat culture. Absolutely, and the crazy thing, you know, what's so funny about that too is Karan Butler comes back 
everybody loves Karan Butler down here, and for good reason. He only played for the team for two years. People, I'm 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 in Maryland right now, right outside DC. People here love Karan Butler too from his time at the Wizards. It's it's why I mean, but he's just it's the way he played. So and also, uh, at least down here, he was on Wade's rookie team. And so that team was really kind of beloved in terms of Miami because it was Wade's first season. And also it was sort of like the rebuild. Kron was the, the lottery pick the year before. And he's just, yeah, he, he is that as a player, that's how he was. I mean, he was that grinder, hardworking type, you know, player on the court too. So, it, it, but it's funny because, you know, people love him so much. He was only here for two years. He was in the Shaq trade, I, I, I'm pretty sure. If you get it, you get it. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. Yeah, for sure. All right, dude. Appreciate you coming on here. It's so sp- hated or levit on Twitter. L e v i t t for the right. for the listeners. Yeah. Check him out. Uh, good follow. Guy knows his. He obviously knows his shit, or else I wouldn't have brought him on the pod right after Gary Parish. As you know, <laughs> uh, appreciate you coming on. I think Heat fans are feeling pretty good tonight with uh, what Rouse did uh, with that pick. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye and see if I was right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We will. <laughs> Thanks, dude. See ya. Yeah. There you have it, Eat Nation. Precious Achua. Achua. I'm going to get it right. Achua. The newest member of the Miami Heat. Seems like he's going to be a good one. Of course, he's going to be a good one because Pat Riley drafted him. You got you to gotta trust the Heat front office. You got to trust what they've done down here, particularly these past couple years. So I'm excited. Tani got me excited for Precious Achua, and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, it's going to be an interesting next month or so heading into the season. So we'll see how Achua fits. We'll see if anybody else is headed to Miami or if we're just going to run it back. Like Ryle says, no matter what happens, it's going to be another fun year, and we are speeding towards December 22nd and the new start of the 2021 NBA basketball season. All right, I'll see you guys next week. And uh, until next time, as always. Heat Nation. I love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.